Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions, my name is Tony Visick, and you are watching me adjust. You're watching me adjust. You are watching uh, Living on a Thin Line uh, with Tony Visick. Uh, this is your uh, daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, and hoopla going on in the world today. Tonight is our special Saturday night show. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, for one half hour, but tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on every Saturday night, we come to you instead at 7 p.m. The original thought behind that was there wasn't much for people to do, and there wasn't a lot of new programming going on, so let's try to do something special on Saturday night. Uh, that has changed somewhat, for better or worse, but uh, we still are sticking to our current schedule right now, our pandemic schedule. Uh, we started doing this right at the... Uh, right at the onset of the first lockdown back in the middle of March. And it's also given us something to kind of build our lives around. Uh, my wife, Shirley, and I were just talking uh, before the show. And you might find it unusual, what with us being married and all. But um, um, I like talking to my wife. I like uh, listening to my wife. I am so fortunate that uh, through this uh, very unfortunate time that one of uh, the good graces that has been granted to me is to be quarantined with someone who I really get along with and, more importantly, um, gets along with me. But we were talking about how today we were just kind of both out of gas. Just out of gas. And she was more honest about it at first. I was, like, dragging ass around. And uh, she was, like, going, I just, bleh, You know? And uh, then finally I admitted it as well. And we came to a conclusion. Now, a lot of you are still working normal jobs. Okay, uh, but many of you aren't. Some of you are working at home and the schedule is different. Uh, and that um, the normal rhythm of life, which has to do with getting up and going to work and coming home and how you organize your evening and then weekends or days off and going to uh, uh, concerts and sporting events and social functions and kids' birthdays and friends and family and vacation has been disrupted for most of us. And so for uh, Shirley and I, every day, um, we're kind of working every day. Now, we're not working eight hours, nose of the grindstone, you know, uh, got a supervisor looking over our shoulder. You know, it's not like working at a call center, an Amazon warehouse, or, you know, some of the jobs that uh, some of my friends have um, taken on recently. But um, it is a job. So I think that the body sometimes goes, hey... It's Saturday. And the body goes, hey, it's Sunday. I think a lot of the rituals of human existence are actually built just around the biological way we function. As a matter of fact, a lot of you are sitting going, yeah, Tone, no shit. It took you 64 years to figure that out. No, it didn't take me 64 years to figure it out. But uh, I just thought it would be worth mentioning that um, um, today, this is like the first major endeavor for uh, either one of us. So damn it, you're getting it all. You're getting it all. Here it is right here. A um, couple things to tell you about tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of excited because tomorrow night is 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I'm going to be in front of uh, this screen and a computer screen. And my uh, countenance will be uh, blasted out to the universe. Along with four very funny comics as well. Because we are coming back tomorrow night with Tony Visick Presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Uh, we do it every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, on Zoom. Uh, it's a great show where we uh, showcase some of our favorite uh, Phoenix comics, comics that we know personally 
from the greater Phoenix area, some who now live in other parts of the country, but uh, we still met here. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm trying to remember the entire lineup. Uh, John Ibrahim making his uh, Tony Vizic Presents debut. Travis Minor. Um, and you know what? I don't have it in front of me uh, who the other two are, but I guarantee you they're going to be great. They're going to be fantastic. So if you're looking for something to do tomorrow night that is, uh, if you want to watch something that's brand new and different and fun and live, um, just go to ComedySchools.com and click Get Tickets and buy a ticket. I think on ComedySchools.com, they've got it listed as uh, the Tony Vizic All-Star Show, but it's every Sunday night at 7 o'clock. So uh, do that. When you purchase one of those tickets, you are purchasing three things. You're purchasing entertainment. Damn good entertainment, too. Uh, Entertainment. You are uh, buying into the American economy because we use portion of the proceeds to pay the comics, and we donate. We don't. We donate. We donut. We donut. We donate a uh, portion of the proceeds to local food banks in our area, uh, primarily Maricopa Food Pantry. Um, Jennifer and Bill and all the great people at the Maricopa Food Pantry just doing really wonderful work getting food to people who uh, who need food. Who need food. You know what she told me, uh, Jennifer, out at Maricopa Food Pantry one time? We donated um, that time, and it hasn't always been this much, and, but we donated $100. And I said, I'm sorry, but, you know, because it's been a couple of weeks. It's only 100 bucks. She went, are you crazy? She goes, how many families I could feed for 100 bucks? I could feed like 25 families. And I was like, wow. What the hell am I paying for when I go to the grocery store then? If we can get the good food, and they always insist, you know, we take a box of food, you know, uh, and all the good food that they give you. And I go, if you can get all this good food for, what, five bucks? Less than five bucks? A week's worth of fruits and vegetables and potatoes and, and uh, uh, other great things, other staples that are not only staples but are delicious. If you can get all that for less than five bucks, what the hell am I paying for at the grocery store? Have you been coming across that lately? If you go, what was I blowing all my money on anyway? What the hell was I blowing all my money on? You know, so I, I think for a lot of us, for a lot of us, we're starting to figure out what is uh, what is really important in life. Uh, but staying alive, that's pretty darn important. But uh, the relationships we have, the bonds that we form, uh, that we formed over the years, over the decades, or, or newly found bonds, those are the most important things. The, uh, the whole uh, getting ahead. How do you get ahead when you can't go out? What's the point of getting ahead when you can't go out? What's the point of doing anything except being decent when you can't really go anywhere? Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, that's what we got going on tomorrow night. You want to check that out Tuesday night. And it's absolutely free Tuesday night, by the way. 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Free intro to our stand-up comedy workshops. I know what you're thinking right now. You're going, I'm not interested in being a comic. I don't blame you. Okay, you're going, I don't really have any interest in public speaking. Don't blame me there. Okay, but maybe somewhere deep down, you have a latent tendency uh-oh, uh, to be a comic or a latent tendency to be a public speaker. Or maybe you would just like to be a little more comfortable when you speak to uh, more than one person or when you speak to a group of people or when you speak on camera or when you speak in front of a group. And we can help you with that and we'd love to do it. And Tuesday night, we're going to lay out some really important concepts, some really important ideas that will help you And we're going to do it free. And it's easy to find out. Just go to ComedySchools.com. The uh, link and the Zoom codes, you can use Zoom codes or a link, are all there. So tune in Monday night. I mean Tuesday night, I'm sorry, 
at 6 p.m. And uh, we'll have a free intro. So, um, yeah, I got some really good, uh, what I think is good stuff to recommend tonight music-wise. So uh, the show's built around three things, interaction with you, the audience, as you leave comments here on Facebook Live, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Um, the little dog is attacking the big dog right now. If you just heard a noise on the other side there. We have a little dog, and we have a big dog. And we are doing this from our house. Okay, and these dogs are as much a part of us as, uh, as, uh, as anything. Uh, but the little dog will attack the big dog. But the big dog just looks at her like, what are you doing that for, buddy? And uh, the, the big dog, Roscoe, is a little upset. Or not upset, but his feelings are hurt. Because I'd given him a big old uh, steak bone earlier. I know, some people go, you're not supposed to give him those. Really? Really? Pfft. You know what? You know, he loves them. Uh, I don't give them to him all the time. But I had to take it away from him because he's chewing. He's so damn noisy. But there was another little like fake bone, like one of those rawhide bones. And it was near him. And Chica thought he was going to get it. And she dove at his face and then dove for it. So I please pardon the uh, canine interruption to uh, the show. Um, one of the things I love doing is recommending uh, artists and our uh, pieces of music based on my vast vinyl album collection. It's really kind of uh, caused me to uh, have a new relationship with all these records, some of which I've owned since I was 11 or 12 years old, all the way up till recently. And I've got two really fun things. It won't be big surprises tonight, but uh, really two fun things to recommend. And then we always have something that's been laying around here in the home office. You can see it's, even if you see in the background, uh, you can see more on YouTube than on Facebook. It's quite a cluster. I mean, you can see uh, uh, there's uh, model cars and God knows what, and all kinds of memorabilia hanging on the wall, a lot of which we've talked about during the course of this show. But, um, uh, oh, by the way, Mike Ramsey is here watching. Mike, uh, call me this week. Uh, even, even though we'll be doing it on Zoom, we still want to do the annual uh, roast. Uh, Mike Ramsey is watching right now. Mike Ramsey is a very funny local comedian. Uh, works full-time doing something else, but is as funny as uh, many professionals I've seen as so many of these uh, comics in Arizona are. And um, he has been become the uh, roast master for a show we do uh, every August called The Roast of Tony Visigar on my birthday. Mike, we want to do it on Zoom, and I want you to be the roast master. Okay, so uh, call me later on this week. Um, anyway, I find something here around the, uh, the office to talk about. Sometimes it's something cool, some autograph thing by someone famous. Uh, we kind of ran through most of those. Sometimes it's something little, little or silly. Tonight I got something that's going to seem rather nondescript. And sometimes I have stories behind them. You already see it on YouTube. So what is this? It's just a little kid's toy. That's all it is. See it? It's kind of cool. Wooden handle, metal, and it's got some sort of little bean in the inside of it. I don't know what that bean is. You can't tighten this up. It's ancient. And it rattles. It's like a fun little baby rattle. And I picked this up, and I can't remember exactly where, and there's no markings on it, so I can't tell you how old it is, but it's obvious by looking at it that it's old. It predates uh, my children, it predates any of our children now, it predates any of uh, my children, uh, it predates me, okay? So this is probably from around... Oh, I'm going to say um, maybe the 40s or 50s, 
based on there's people dancing on it. There's a girl dancing with a guy. The girl has on a long skirt. Then there's a uh, like kind of rock and roll dancers. Then there's like Spanish dancers. The lady looks like she's a flamenco dancer. I don't know if you can see all of that. I don't know if any of that interests you. Okay. Uh, there's also uh, some trees. And there's, uh, there's a guy playing the guitar. He's wearing uh, red, red pants and a uh, blue shirt and like a blue top hat. And there's a moon around it. And I'm sure that a lot of this stuff has more significance. Uh, yes, that thing is old. <laughs> my cantina. Uh, more significant. I don't know what it is. I picked this up for my uh, for like 50 cents at like a garage sale or something when my daughter was little. When my daughter was little. And she loved it. It was one of her favorite toys. This was one of her favorite toys. And when my grandkids, who are now um, um, getting older, 10 and 8, were little, I had it out around and they would play with it. They loved it as well. And all it is is sort of a, almost like a banjo, okay, shaped like a banjo. It's a, a round metal container with a wooden handle on it and then a little, then a little uh, uh, bean or rock in it that causes it to rattle. And the kids love that. And the reason I'm showing you this today is when we talked about on this show reconnecting with something because our worlds have gotten a little smaller because we're not out running around. Most of us aren't running around all over the planet, all over the country from house to city, city to town, uh, that we have to reconnect with uh, things that were important to us that we may have forgotten about. We also forget how simple things were at one time. This is not one of those, let's go back to a simple time. But maybe, yes, that when we think about the money that we spend sometimes on toys and trinkets and gadgets that are only used for a short period of time and that probably either right before my lifetime or or a couple of decades before that, something like this was valued and built to last. This was a built that, well, put out, we'll put out one of these and a year later we'll put out a square one and point out how the round one is stupid and keep selling. They sold things to last. Okay. And they sold simple things. And whether your kid was rich or your kid was poor, they would enjoy this little thing when they were like one year old. It's a one year old toy. For a one and a half years old. But it was sturdy. It was built to last. It wasn't built to go into a landfill. It's the type of thing that at some many points in my life, I thought, I oh, just get rid of that thing. I thought, no, I'm going to keep it. Because it made some little kid who I never met happy. Okay? And then it probably made another little kid happy. And then it ended up getting sold to me. And it made my daughter happy. And it made my grandchildren happy. And maybe one of these days, it'll make my grandchildren happy. And maybe it'll get passed on and passed on and passed on. I'm bored with this and want to pass out. I don't blame you. But just remember, okay? Just remember, sometimes it's the simplest things. Sometimes the simplest things can be just a simple little toy. A long time ago, in my life, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I worked at a residential treatment center which was a nice name for a place where uh, children who uh, were uh, what's now called uh, special ed, special kids, uh, were warehoused. Um, kids with uh, organic brain damage, kids with Down syndrome, kids with cerebral palsy. Uh, uh, they were warehoused there at all different levels from non-ambulatory to uh, uh, 
the kind you couldn't tell unless you talked to him for about five minutes. And um, of particular uh, closeness to me was a little boy named Johnny Elvoid. Johnny Elvoid, who had Down syndrome. Now, if you know what the uh, term used to be for Down syndrome at one time, then you might be able to find, without me saying it straight out, uh, understand the inappropriate humor context of Johnny Elvoid. Uh, but uh, I loved little Johnny Elvoid. He was, he was a darling little kid. He was 10 or 11 years old. He was just nice. He was good-hearted. He was sweet. He had a great sense of humor. Uh, I love that kid. And we were able to take the kids out of the residential treatment center on a regular basis. And uh, my brother Jerry and I did. And I have great stories about that. And I got some pretty wild stories about that. Uh, not wild in any way, you know, but but um, uh, I brought Johnny Alvoid with me one Christmas. So these kids had families, but most of them, but their families put them. There was one kid who was a, a great, big, tall, gangly kid with buck teeth. and a real high voice like this. And um, uh, would rather classically be called kind of annoying and his father was a downstate Illinois politician, and they just warehoused that kid there. And he had pictures of his family. They're going to come visit me, and they never came and visit. Every Sunday, that kid got dressed up. He was like six, eight, something, you know. And he'd get dressed up, going, they're coming today, and they never came and visit. And one time, I saw a little campaign material from his parents, and it was the mother and the father and two, two children, and then son so-and-so away at school. So these kids were forgotten kids. Johnny Alvoy, the little Down syndrome boy with the great sense of humor, was a forgotten kid, but I loved him. And one Christmas, I uh, checked him out, and I took him with me to my grandmother's house in South St. Louis. Now, I was already living on my own. I was 19, 20 years old. I'd been on my own since I was 17. Still spent all my holidays and all my family back in St. Louis. My mother, my father, my brothers, my grandparents, uh, no longer great-grandparents by that time, nieces, everyone gathered at my, gra my great -gra my grandmother Rose's basement, which they had all fixed up, which is how people do it back in the Midwest. You get a basement and fix it up, and that's where they entertain. Uh, down in their basement for Christmas, and Johnny Elvoid was with us. And I bought him a little something, but not much. You don't make much money in those kind of jobs. And all the kids had their presents, which they should have. And we had presents. My, you know, hey, look, I got a shirt. Hey, look, I got, I got a check with uh, 20 bucks. Okay, good. That's what you were looking for. Because uh, for 20 bucks, you could buy some weed. But um, all the kids were opening up their presents, and they'd open up their presents and throw the box aside and look at the present for a minute and toss the present down and open up another box and toss it down. They weren't even spending time with the presents. And I'm not putting these kids that were in my family down because I was the same way when I was a little kid on Christmas. And maybe it's the fact that there's so many things you can't open them up. Or maybe it's the fact that you don't appreciate what you got because you're given so much all the time. I don't know. But as they discarded the boxes, I was watching out of the corner of my eye, little Johnny Alvoid found one of the boxes and found particular delight in it, had gotten in the box, and the whole time as these kids were opening up presents and tossing them aside, tossing them aside he was playing in the box, doing all kinds of things with it, standing up in it, sitting in it, laying down in it, jumping up, turning it the other way, trying to get on top of it. And he found more pleasure in the damn box than any of us, grown up or child, found in the presents that had been bought for us that day. So... 
this is supposed to be a funny show and I'm not being funny right now. Sometimes you got to just take a moment and realize what you have and spend a little more time with it. Okay? And realize that the greatest gift you have, Johnny Alvoid used that day. Well, no one else was using the greatest, one of the greatest gifts you have. Johnny Alvoid with Down syndrome, 11 years old, no connection to his family at strain, in a stranger's home, used his imagination. Now, some people might say that Johnny Alvoid was uh, um, mentally challenged. Some might have used the old term retarded. But in that, on that day, Johnny Alvoid was light years ahead mentally than any of us. Okie doke. All right, I pulled all that out of, the, out of this little uh, this little toy right here, which I'm going to keep. I will keep, and um, hopefully someday uh, my daughter or one of my stepdaughters uh, or one of my stepdaughter's kids go, hey, you know what? Can I have that? I think my kid will get a kick out of it. Okay, let's get to the music, ladies and gentlemen, because I got a couple cool things for you here today. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, um, remember, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Mountain Standard Time, Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night Funnier. Please buy a ticket and watch the show. The comics will appreciate it so much. You know, they're doing these shows from their house, reaching out to the world, and I hope that the world will uh, tune in. This first one, I know we've talked about her before. Maybe talked about this song, but I actually found the album. Hold on. Okay, because it's coming. I found the album. And here it is. This is Roberta Flack. And the cool thing about it is that it, like, this thing kind of opens up like that. You think, Roberta's covered. Roberta's open. The bottom opens, uh, the bottom opens too. What's it do when the bottom opens? Ah, okay. It opens up. First, she's behind the piano. Then she's just singing. Behind the piano, singing. How cool is that? Behind the piano, singing. That's the kind of money they used to put into album covers. And that's one of the things that is lost now that we just download music is all the art and the work that went into album covers. On this album, uh, side two is River, Conversation with Love. When You Smile, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save a couple songs to tell you about. Uh, no Tears, I'm the Girl, and of course, a, a song called Jesse. But then, of course, the song that has made it so that Roberta Flack will live on forever and ever if you've only heard the song once. And that is uh, Killing Me Softly with his song. Now, this was someone else's song. Another girl wrote it. She wrote it about um, um, Don McLean, I believe, the guy who wrote American Pie. Okay, but... Uh, Roberta Flack made it her own and made it one of, the, one of the most memorable pieces of pop music ever. And if you haven't listened to that song for a while, YouTube it and listen to it again. Listen to the silky smoothness of her voice. Listen to the way she's able to bend a vowel over several notes, you know, to create, to evoke an emotion or a feeling or a memory, you know. Um, later on, a band called the uh, uh, Fugees, uh, redid it, and they did a pretty good version of it. Uh, Kevin Brown says, um, I miss album tape, CD covers, and pullouts. Damn it, Spotify. You're right. Uh, the Fugees did a really good version of it, and it was a really good version, the Fugees version. Unless you go back and listen to Miss Roberta Flack and realize that she did twice as much with half, half the effort. Twice as much 
with half the effort. Also on here, um, also on here, Roberta Flack does a stunning, almost 10-minute version of Leonard Cohen's Suzanne. Now, Suzanne is not just uh, a great song. It's a wonderful piece of poetry by the Canadian poet, singer, songwriter, Leonard Cohen, uh, with that stunning voice. And uh, my first uh, introduction to Leonard Cohen was in the late 60s with the song Suzanne. And when you listen to that, you go, oh, that's the possibility of the human mind and the human spirit. To be able to string those words together over those notes and to create this work of art, this work of art. But Roberta Fleck is a stunning version of it here on her album. But listen, go back, YouTube, Killing Me Softly with his song, Do, and you'll go, by Roberta Fleck. He listen to the Fugees version too. They kept doing that one thing in the Fugees version where the guy kept going, one time, one time. You know, and at first I thought that's the you know, total contribution that they've made. But I mean, it's a really good version. Uh, Lauren Hill, uh, who put up the album Miseduca- the, uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, uh, and had um, kind of a rough life after that. She got into a lot of jams uh, business wise, but did a great version of it. But Roberta Flack, without a doubt. So uh, put Roberta Flack in your repertoire of old things to make new again because you're listening with new ears and talking about old things new again. Check this out. I found this. It's, yes, 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 you know who it is. It's the lads. It's the four lads. It's the Beatles, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Beatles, and the title of this album is one you might not know because it's not really listed in the catalog of Beatles albums because it's not an official Beatles album release. It is a compilation put together by Capitol Records. So what happened was once the Beatles went on and left the Capitol Records and formed their own record company, Capitol still had the rights to release a lot of this music, rights to the music, and they put out, there was a lot of Beatles albums put out that the Beatles go, oh, look, it's a new album by us. No one told us. What is that? This is one of them. But this one's fun because there was some thought put into uh, the music. And what's cool is, look at the back, what they did. You saw it on the front, too. It's got, uh, as I'm holding it, can you see the thumbs? Maybe you can't. So, as, so I'm holding it from the front. You, it's like they got thumbs. Like they, they actually put thumbs on there like someone would be holding the album, uh, kind of like the way I am now, only with the thumbs. <laughs> so it's a uh, drawing of John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Um, early, the early Beatles, like 1964 Beatles. It's called Rock and Roll Music. And it's actually a grouping, a compilation of rock and roll songs, of what would be considered rock and roll. You got to remember what happened with uh, pop music is that it went from rock and roll to, in the 60s, it became rock. Rock. And the Beatles were part of um, what became that musical movement that you go, okay, this isn't rock and roll anymore, but it's still, uh, it's still something. On this album, ladies and gentlemen... Okay, uh, side one, twist and shout. I saw her standing there. You can't do that. I want to be your man. Call your name, Boys and Long Tall Sally. All rock and roll songs. And then, of course, in side two, rock and roll music, slow down, Kansas City, money, bad boy, matchbox, roll over Beethoven. Side three, dizzy Miss Lizzie, anytime at all, drive my car. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Everybody's trying to be my baby. 
uh, the night before, I'm down, Revolution. Side four, almost their version of rock and roll music. Back in the USSR, Helter Skelter, Taxman, got to get you into my life. Hey, Bulldog, birthday and get back. Every one of these songs, except for a few on side four, where they just had to fill it out, I think, are classic rock and roll, three-chord rock music. Some written by the Beatles, but most written by others. Uh, some written by Lieber and Stoller. Uh, some written by Chuck Berry. And it's the rock, it's the Beatles doing what made the Beatles the Beatles. Playing American rock and roll. The Rolling Stones came more from American blues. They came more from Willie Dixon and Howlin' Wolf. The Beatles came from Chuck Berry and Little Richard. So YouTube it, see if you can find it. But if you go back and listen to a lot of those old Beatles songs, damn, they were good. Damn, were they timeless. They were paying homage to the music that came before them. And I hope young artists are paying homage to the music that came before them. All right. Hey, that's it. We got to go. We filled up the half hour. Glad you tuned in tonight. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, just like we are right now. Okay, only at 2 p.m. And then tomorrow night, buy a ticket. Ten bucks. Only ten bucks. Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. My name's Tony Vizic. You've been watching the Saturday Night Special of Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.